Hey y'all, it's Rodeo Week right here on CityCast Houston, and today's Tuesday episode, we taped it live inside the Tacova store in Rice Village with myself, producer Carleon Jones, producer AK Al Momin. So things are going to sound a little different when it comes to the audio and the flow of the show, but I think you're still going to have a great time. It's Tuesday, February 27th. I'm Rahil Ramzanali, and here's what Houston's talking about. It's Rodeo Week here on CityCast Houston, and we are here at the Tacova store talking about some interesting stuff. Like, how far does $100,000 go in the city of Houston? Would you be willing to live on Mars while you're in Houston? It's going to make sense when I talk about it. And we're doing some rodeo trivia, and we're giving away some prizes. Producer Carleon Jones and producer AK Al Momin join me. We are live at the Tacova store because it is Rodeo Week, like I mentioned. And welcome in. How are you all doing? doing pretty great i'm super excited to be at the tacova store i'm such a fanboy of the brand in general like i i think i go on their website regularly so it's really dope to just be inside of the store see all the branding see the boots i think i'm gonna walk out here with some boots i know same here and that's the best part like seeing it all here in the store and by the way this episode is brought to you by tacovas and make sure you stick around for our tacovas tip of the day after this episode and carly you were walking around i saw you eyeing some of those boots our pocketbooks are about to take some hits here yeah it's really nice in here y'all i'm like so impressed the store setup is beautiful i'm like watching them brand boots like on site we are drinking nice ranch water and the coolies they even have shots here this is crazy like it's amazing it's so beautiful all the boots all the clothing super nice store i love it Get ready for the rodeo here at Tacova's in Rice Village. That's the location we're at, or you can go to City Center as well. They have two of them, so get all your stuff here. Like you mentioned, AK, like I used to buy it online back in 2018, and it's so nice to just see everything and try it on. And also so comfortable in here with all the couches and the leather. Mm-hmm. It feels so, like, classic. Like I'm walking into an old-timey saloon, but modern. Yeah. It's, it's so chic. I love it. I love it, too. All right, let's get to our biggest story of the week. Carly, you start us off. Okay, y'all. So I have another list that Houston has made it onto, and I'm a little questionable about this one. So Smart Asset is saying that $100,000 salary goes further in Houston than in most, most large cities. Now, I know we've heard this before because Houston's supposed to be the most like affordable city, and that's why so many people move here. But with this inflation, I mean, I don't know about that anymore. I don't know. What do you What do you feel? Well, I mean, just think about inflation across other cities is also going on, right? So True. Everyone's dealing with inflation. Some cities have it worse. Although I did see a list that Houston was in the top 10 for toughest inflation rises. So, you know, we are being hit a little bit harder. But yeah, like $100,000 here has to go further than, let's say, New York, where rent is more expensive or Washington, D.C. or any of the East Coast cities. So out the gate, you're saving money, right, with just the cost of living here. But you have some numbers to back this up. Yes. So Houstonians that are earning $100,000 take home about $83,000, according to the study that Smart Asset did. Now, they ranked about 72 cities and Houston ranked number nine, which before we were number six. So I guess that did kind of like account for Mm -hmm. the inflation that's going on. But still, I'm just feeling it in our pocketbooks. Like everything is like going up the grocery store. But as you said, in comparison to other cities, they're looking at uh, relative rent costs. They're looking at how much it takes to, you know, feed your family and different things like that. And so if you are taking $83,000 home a year, if that is true after taxes, 
then I mean you are making a good living but I just feel like you know is it easy to live for upper-class citizens I feel like that's just you know a hundred thousand dollars a year everybody's not doing that a lot of times I feel like there's a there's a like a, this bad feeling that we can't really describe a lot of times when it comes to like inflation especially in Texas we've been such a a low uh, cost of living state for so long mm -hmm. it was bound to catch up to us at some point but still it feels like year after year the gas bill is going up the electricity bill is going up the 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 phone bills are going up and it seems like it's always accounted for it's one more year it's going to get more expensive and I feel sometimes that's not accounted for. Like in totality, you feel like you're going to have to save a little less every year to keep it going because you're going to have to pay on your bills a lot more. I don't know if that is just an effect of like all of us doing better under this economy. So it has to, to come up with us, like it has to rise up. But I do understand that people have this disconnect between like, we're all doing really well, but somehow every year it keeps increasing. And I don't know how we can like conjoin those two ideas. And you know what else is interesting to me? Like when I travel and meet other people, like I've met some people from Ohio, for instance, they tell me that some of their rent is still like $600. And I'm like, yeah. how is Houston so affordable? Like quote unquote, if there's places that still have $600 rent, you're not getting that. You want to live in Ohio? No. <laughs> but see, that's the thing, right? Would like, you, do you want to live in Ohio? Major yeah. city in the United States still by okay. far. Yeah, there's there's other places where you can still find that type of rent, right? But you're not going to be close to all the entertainment, the great food, just the overall experience of being in a city. Um, one thing I do want to point out with the fees that come on your bills, this is where it gets frustrating, right? For example, electricity. Your electricity use might be $50, and you're paying another $50 in just using, uh, using the grid, right? So, like, the fees are now as much as your actual usage. Where I live now, just the sewer fee for using water is almost double sometimes. Like, it what? is crazy. So, yeah, yeah I, I believe it. Like, yes, it's better to make $100,000 here, to make $100,000 a year in Houston, but ooh, man, it is, it's getting to that point where it's getting really expensive. And like, they're, they're, I feel like the administration, top to bottom, is trying to figure out a way to remove those, a lot of those mystery charges, to remove a lot of those excessive fees. I do think that we need to put, instead of just the inflation, we do need to put the Texas government under, under fire a little bit. The fact that we live on an independent grid that's owned by like six, com by three companies or whatever, is a little bit problematic, where the rest of the country gets this like kind of flat rate to start from where mm -hmm. we have to exist on this grid that we don't have other options like this is not a marketplace yeah. really. so uh, this is where it gets interesting with the grid right one of my friends he used to live here in houston he moved to uh, georgia he's in augusta and he was telling me over the summer like when everyone's bills are crazy because we had the heat dome you know some people were paying 200 bucks like my monthly bill got up to 200 bucks right you know what his bill was in Georgia, which is part of the national grid? I believe we can fact check that. His bill was almost $500. I would have moved yeah. out. So, yeah, so like, you know, there's pros and cons of everything. This is just one example, but that's an interesting story. I'm gonna get to my biggest story to start the week. And this goes back to that press conference last week with Houston Police Chief Troy Finner talking about 
at least 4,000 sexual assault cases and perhaps investigations in other departments were suspended since 2016 because of a discontinued internal code, which basically said, hey, we don't have enough people working here, so here, let's just put this code on it. Finner said he learned February 7th that despite ordering employees to stop using the code in 2021, some inside the department had continued doing so for the next three years. He declined to say exactly how many cases and other divisions were being reviewed, but said that over 4,000 cases came up during a search for cases closed because of this code that said, oh, we don't have enough people. This is heartbreaking to hear. This is just so sad. I know a person whose case was just kind of thrown under the rug because they're like, oh, nothing even happened here. I don't know if it was marked with this code, but somebody that goes through this from the victim's perspective, you have no power, right? You just feel helpless. Like you think you're going to the police to do the right thing. And they just go, uh, actually, you know what, you know, no, we, we don't have enough people. Like imagine hearing that, right, after such a traumatic event and it is heartbreaking, but it is good to hear that HPD is like, hey, we're going to fix this and we are going to allocate more resources to get some of these cases tested out, make sure the kits are being tested, make sure we're investigating. So that is the good part. But. Oh, it's heartbreaking to hear this. But it's You said from 2016, is that correct? Yeah. That's crazy, though. From 2016, that's when I graduated like high school. So that was over eight, nine years ago at this point. Pre-pandemic. That's a completely yeah. different world. Exactly. Yeah. That's so a this, whole different world. The code started in 2016. They told them to stop using the code in 2021. But still, it was being used for the last three years as well. So that, yeah. You know, we'll see what happens with this story. And by the way, the Houston Chronicle had the reporting on this that we cited. But, oh, my gosh, it is, you know, it's heartbreaking. So sad. That's I feel like a traumatic. lot of parts of our justice system here in, in Houston is a little wonky still. I'm glad that they're admitting to some of the things. Like, I'm glad that they're admitting to this. I'm glad that they're admitting to the stuff that's happening in, in, the Harris, in Harris Jail. Like, I'm, I'm glad that we're getting some accountability, but we need action. That's it. We need action. And we'll see if that action comes from these reports, from these investigations. And that's going to be the big solution here is what action is going to happen here. All right, let's do some rapid fire, y'all. I have some interesting stories for y'all. First, let's talk about the rodeo and the community impact because I didn't know this and I don't think a lot of listeners understand just how big the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo is in terms of impacting the community, okay? You stop me when you hear an interesting number. I'm just gonna start ripping off some of these numbers and you tell me like, real pause, I've got some thoughts here, all right? <laughs> okay, so there are over 30,000 exhibitor entries and it sets the world record at the junior market show auction. So these are like people who want to be part of this and there are 30,000 entries. How about that? Wow. Here's the next one. Since the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo began in 1932, more than $600 million has been committed to the youth of Texas and education. Each year, more than 800 scholarships are awarded to Texas students by the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. Yo, oh, I love that. actually so nice. That is, that that's is dope. Yeah, that's, really that's one of my favorite things is when you see all the scholarships that are being handed out. 
you know, like they might not be $50,000 scholarships, but thinking about college, like yeah, a $5,000 scholarship exactly. would help a lot, a right? Lot. Yeah, and I love seeing that because a lot of things that we put so much money into, like we feel like, okay, we're putting money into this and they're just taking it or, you know, something like that. But to see that they're giving back to the community, giving back to the children of our community, because that's really the base of what's really going to make Houston flourish in the, in the you know, next few years. So I love that. That is amazing. And like all the art pieces that you see yes. like that's, that's one of my favorite like ways of kids getting scholarships like seeing the winner and uh, they're so happy like it's always so cute last year's winner their art piece was oh so god. impressive was beautiful, right oh, oh my god I was blown away i literally thought it was like a picture like she took a picture of a cowboy yeah. but she painted oh my it was amazing y'all if y'all yeah, haven't these seen kids it are so talented shout out to yes. them because if i was a rodeo organizer i would have like a big fifty thousand dollar scholarship and it would mm. come down to two students and they would have to do the bull riding to win it. <laughs> like that's how I would. I, I, that's how I'm awarding scholarships. See, that's why I'm not on committees, right? Because, yes, exactly. Because yeah, yeah. no. Here's the next number. Check this out. More than 35,000 individuals serving on 110 different committees from the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo Volunteer Corps put in more than 2.1 million total hours of service amongst them. So Ooh. if you haven't, if you don't have friends who are on committees, they are so proud of it. It's so cool. Some of these people are, have been on committees for 10, 11, 12, 20 years sometimes, and they look forward to just giving back to the community. These people are putting in more work than the U.S. Congress. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> got them. The shade. <laughs> yeah, but like, and they're all volunteers. They're not getting paid for this. Oh, yeah. my yeah. God. That That's is impressive. Awesome. <laughs> so just wanted to point out some of the community impact from the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. I love it. It's so cool to see everyone just taking part and being part of one of Houston's marquee event, yeah. if not the marquee event, right? Mm -hmm. well, yeah, it, I mean, it has to be the marquee I event, so. correct? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I don't, yeah, I cannot think of another event that we have that's statewide that, that just, uh, sorry, citywide, that basically takes over mm -hmm. our entire collective mindset. Yeah, I love it because it brings the whole city together. Yeah. It doesn't matter what race, background, anything. Like, it's all there and we're all together dressed up in our little country outfits. We are the, the Texans that everybody from other states thinks mm -hmm. that think that we are for yeah. that week or a couple that weeks week. that yep. the rodeo is in town. So, it's amazing. Also, but we bring a lot of Houston flair to it. Oh, a lot sure. of the glitter, a lot of the yeah. glamour. Mm -hmm. A lot, yeah. It's totally different when Houstonians get a hold of Western culture, right? Yes. That's <laughs> okay, my next story, are you willing to live in a Mars simulator for a year? Mm. So NASA is taking applications right now to go live in a simulated space environment, which is 3D printed at Johnson Space Center, okay? You're gonna be doing simulated spacewalks, you're gonna be growing vegetables, you're gonna be learning how to use the restroom in a Mars environment, and crew members will have to do certain activities like operate robots, exercise, maintain the facility, and this is all about getting us ready to go to Mars, right? So you gotta practice, you gotta figure out best practices, you gotta figure out this is what's gonna happen when you actually get to Mars, but you're gonna have to live there for a year in this 3D printed environment. How, for a year? For a year. For free? No, it's, you're, you will get paid. How much? But they, okay, so this is where- <laughs> Talk to me with the dollars. I, know, <laughs> I wish I had a dollar amount to give you, but this comes from Houston Public Media, and the story says, 
Details about pay will be discussed during the screening process, NASA said. Aww. So it depends on your qualifications. So I don't know about y'all, but I think I kind of know y'all's educational backgrounds. We can't just go apply, unfortunately, because you need to have a STEM background oh. to apply for this, right? So, so my so, wife. My wife can apply yes. for this, and she would never do it. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could do this. That's so interesting, though. Like, why do you have to have a STEM background? Is there, like, a reason yeah, behind because that? Yeah, you, because you'll be testing out robotics equipment. And soil yeah, and yeah, stuff. Soil you need to have a yeah. chemistry or physics or something. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, your science, technology, educational, and math background. I don't know why immediately my mind went into, like, this sounds like the plot to horror movie okay. Yeah. okay I'm glad yours went to that too because you know what mine went to was the submarine I know it's not the submarine I know it's not <laughs> that but it's just that's literally the first thing I thought of was like, like oh no a, like it sounds like a Blumhouse a style movie like a like a paranormal activity like there would mm -hmm. be like found footage yes. camera of us going crazy slowly in there but I understand Rahil's perspective. It, it would be cool to just like be on the forefront of what humans look like yeah. on, on, uh, for the future. I get it. I, I get what you want to do. I'm definitely the person who likes to see other people test things out first before I go into them. I want to do this really badly. I, I, you, Carly, you don't want to do it. I want to do this. If I didn't have two kids and a wife to worry about and also the educational background for it, I would be there. I, I want to go to Mars like that. I want to live on Mars. I tell my oldest daughter, I want to be the first one. I won't be the first one because I think we're still a lot of years away. But I tell my oldest daughter all the time, you're going to be the first woman on Mars. You know that, right? Like I'm planting that seed in her head. And she goes, no, I don't want to do that. And I'm like, why? You, you would be like one of the pioneers of our race, of our, of, of humankind. And she goes, because I'm just going to miss y'all too much. Yeah. Isn't that the sweetest thing That's ever? That's so cute. <laughs> and oh I, I always tell her, I'm like, if I go to Mars, I would miss you too. I would FaceTime you, but I'm still going. <laughs> I mean, Rahil, you can just go back to college. You can go get you a second degree. That's my goal. You know, at, at some point I will. I want to become an astronaut. I think it's a little too late. I think I can do the physical you stuff. Can, I can't do the education. Well, now that we have like private companies who are going to like low orbit space, I've I looked think it they're going to need like private pilots. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I know I, already. Looked it up. I, I was like, can you apply for communication roles? And you can actually. Yeah, you can. Um, but again, I don't know if I can leave for like two years to train because that astronaut training is incredibly hard. So this would be a good, you know, backup. Just live on this 3D printed environment of Mars and you can act like an astronaut for a year so that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Do y'all want to play some trivia? Let's play some trivia about the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. Yeah, Woo! let's yeah, get it. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, let's get it. Okay, it wouldn't be Rodeo Week without some Rodeo Trivia. And we have Stephanie here. Stephanie, what do you do in the city? I mom all day. A mom all day. How many kids? Two. Oh my gosh, how old? Too old to meet for me to say I mom all day. Okay, nice. I have a nine-year-old and a one-year-old, so... I don't mom all day. I dad all day. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's, it's hard. You know, I don't think people understand how hard it is, right? It's also enjoyable. Yeah. It's great. You make a lot of memories yeah. and you don't get much sleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Stephanie, we're going to play a little trivia here. Okay. Some rodeo trivia about one of the best events here in the city of Houston. Okay. I'm going to ask you five questions. I'm going to make it easy for you. All you have to do is just get two right and you're going to walk away with one of our CityCast Houston mugs. Okay. Handcrafted, all right? All right. They all right. look Are amazing. Yes. And these questions come from Carly, who's right here. So if they're hard, you blame her, not okay. me. Okay. I'm on it. Here Carly. we go. Our first ever trivia live from Tacovas. Your first question. 
Who had the most attended Rodeo Houston concert? Is it A, Beyonce, B, Brad Paisley, C, Los Tigres del Norte, or D, Bun B? Ooh. Uh-oh. Beyonce. Beyonce. Yes. That is incorrect. I oh. thought it was Beyonce, too. I thought it was Beyonce initially. Okay, then I think it's... It's Los Tigres del Norte. Yes, there you go. We audience help is encouraged. Audience, so if anybody yes. over here Thank at you. the store, you can. Uh, you know what? Since the audience got it right, I'm gonna give it to you. Oh, okay, great. All right, so that's yeah. one correct. You Thank just you. need one more. All right, okay. you got this. All right, here we go. The rodeo didn't officially change its name to Houston, to the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo until 1961. What was the original name in 1931? Is it A, the Texas Cowboy Jamboree? Is it B, the Houston Hootenanny? Oh. Or is it C, or sorry, is it C, the Great Houston Roundup? Or is it D, Houston Fat Stock Show and Livestock Exposition? I don't think it's B, but I think we should bring it back to B. Shouldn't it be the Houston Hootenanny? Yeah. I think that it should be the Houston Livestock Show and, and Rodeo Hootenanny. and Hootenanny. I don't think that we use that word nearly enough, We're bringing in fact. It back. I think so. But my answer is going to be C. Ooh, the Great Houston Roundup sounds awesome, but it was not C. It was A. It was D, actually. It was D. Yeah. The oh Houston Fat Stock Show and Livestock Exposition. Well, I think that we need to say Hootenanny instead. Hootenanny would be better. Yeah. yeah. Okay, here we go. I'll give you another opportunity. You got it. You just need one more, okay? The World, okay, the world Championship Barbecue Contest does not judge, does not judge the following meats, okay? Chicken, brisket, ribs, or link sausage? I think they don't judge chicken. They do judge chicken. They judge chicken. Yeah, yeah they do judge Gosh. chicken. Is it? Is it? Yeah, em- they don't judge sausage. Oh, man. Yeah. Is it embarrassing that I'm from Houston and I know nothing, apparently? That's why we're doing this. Okay. We still, we still have two more questions. Right. You got this. All right. You, you okay? Let's go. Carly. Right, wow, thanks. Carly, help her out. You know? <laughs> Yeah, we need those months. We 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 need to give this one away to you. Come on. All right. Two questions. You need one right. You got this. All right. All right, here we go. What is unusual about the barrel racing event? Is it A, only women are permitted to participate? Is it B, riders must weigh less than 140 pounds? Is it C, by rule, each barrel has a rodeo clown inside? Or is it D, it's the only sanctioned professional rodeo cowboy association event that allows contestants younger than 21? Okay, I think it's either A or D. Okay, you you have it narrowed down. Okay. I will tell you, you, it is A or D. So now, okay, all right, okay. Right? Barrel Let's racing is such a, a fun event. Yes, it. You know what? You got it right. You win. Yes. Yes. Only Turns women out I are have permitted been to the rodeo yeah. before. <laughs> You've seen them. It's so much fun before the concerts. You see all the actual rodeo events going on. Yes. And yes, only women are permitted. So Stephanie, congratulations. Thank you. You win our mug. Thank you so much. Yes. And I can't wait to see you at the rodeo as well. Yes, I'll be there. What's your favorite part about the rodeo? I like the events before the concert. Yeah. The concert's just uh, you know icing on the cake. The events are the fun part. It is. It truly is. Stephanie, enjoy raising your kids here in the city of Houston and thank you for joining us here. All right. Thank you. 
congratulations again to Stephanie on winning our awesome handcrafted mug. And it was so cool to hear some of those facts. Carly, thank you for getting those questions for us. Those were super interesting. And thank you to Tacovas for having us out here. That was a lot of fun to talk about some of the news, talk about the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. Killer store, killer service, killer drinks. I loved it. I want to live here. Yeah. Look, 10 out of 10 would recommend y'all come out here and get y'all some boots because they are they're so cool. AK, thank you so much for being our on-site producer and jumping on the mic with us. Producer Carly on Jones, thank you for bringing some of the stories and hanging out with us as well. And again, thank you to Tacovas. That was a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, hit the rodeo, people. Yes, yeah, see y'all at the rodeo. It's Rodeo Week here on CityCast Houston, and I'm here with your Tacovas tip on how to enjoy the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo like a pro. One of my favorite parts of visiting the rodeo is obviously all the food. You've got your Texas classics like barbecue brisket right alongside stunt foods like deep fried lasagna rolls. And I've perfected my own method for finding the best food at the rodeo. First off, always take a full lap around the entire fairground before buying something. Don't settle on the first food you see or smell. Secondly, if you're going to a concert inside NRG Stadium, you're better off snagging something to eat outside in the fairgrounds. Not only will it be cheaper, it will probably be better as well. Finally, it helps to have some expert recommendations in hand. CityCast producer Carleon Jones is a big fan of the fried chicken, bacon, and funnel cake combo from Sills Funnel Cakes. That's delicious. Brooke Lewis, Hey Houston editor, keeps it traditional with some juicy brisket from Good Company Barbecue. And I prefer to blow my diet out of the water with some deep fried cheesecake from Granny's. Tomorrow, we're going to dig into even more of the wildest and most delicious food options at the rodeo this year. So come hungry. Step into a new pair of Tacovas for wherever your journey takes you. And remember, don't go gently. That will do it for today. Thank you for listening and I hope you learned something new. 